Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copite Podcast. It is the, I guess it's the Fulham reaction show, and it's the Chef United preview show, all rolled into one. Because Liverpool are playing loads of games now, and there's of course loads to talk about with the Fulham game, which is a bit a bit madder than we all expected, but we got over the line in the end. But before we get into it all, I'm Mick, and joined by Christian. He is back once again. How you doing, lad? Yeah, good. I'm back. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> back to yeah, talk well, about this mad game. Yeah, it's good to be back. I had a I had a busy last week was very busy, and then the weekend was full uh, as well with Christmas markets and you know family responsibilities and things like that. So we didn't have the chance to jump on, but yeah, I take the chance to jump on now when we have mad games that we play. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is, especially like when we were talking about like this game beforehand and um, what to expect and stuff, and you expected it to be a bit more. I don't know, a bit of a smoother ride, I think we all expected, um, but it turned out to be very much not that. Um, and just before we get into, like we always do, before we get into the game, like lineup-wise, how are you feeling? Of course, like Alisson, <clears throat> still out, hopefully be back for those crucial games at end of December near um, Man United and West Ham and Arsenal and all them games. Uh, Keller starts in goal, we had Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Simikas, Zobislai, McAllister and Gravenberg started uh, ahead of Jones, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then Salah, Nunes and Luis Diaz. I think that was... I think that was probably... It is currently our strongest side, I guess, on current form. I think Gravenberg deserved to start after his performances recently. And I think Nunes, as much as he, again, in this game, missed a few chances and whatever, he still was involved in, in, in the game and, and making just causing chaos as he always does. But I think that was a, I mean, I was happy with that lineup. I kind of expected that in majority to be the lineup as well. Yeah, you can argue about maybe, you know, Konati coming in for Matip, but the way Matip's played the, the last couple of games, you know, you, you, you kind of expect him to start because of form, like you said. So I was happy with that um, 
defensive four and then the midfield. Uh, I was really happy as well because we know obviously Soboslai and McAllister, what they can do and what they brought into this team since they arrived. Um, same with Gavinberg, but you, you you couldn't be as sure for him to start, maybe Curtis Jones coming in or whatever. But I was happy when I saw him in the lineup because I think they deserve to start as well. And that midfield looks very strong in terms of you know, passing abilities, technical skills, running, you know, it, it looks strong. I really liked it. So, you know, I like Curtis Jones as well, but it's something with uh, Ryan Gravenberg that I just fancy as a football player. I think he just got, you know, the whole package for being a great midfielder in long term for Liverpool. So I was happy with the midfield as well. And obviously the, f- the front three, uh, you don't want to be, a, you know, a defender defending against any of them. So like you said, we, we felt like, that was the best team that we could um, get on the pitch at that moment. And I felt, you know, I was very confident going into the game and I thought it was going to be <laughs> more smooth than it turned out to be. But, you know, it's a strong team when you look at it on the paper. Yeah, I think we both predicted um, 3-0. Didn't, didn't turn out that way, but the goals that we got, which we'll get into soon, were, I mean, just amazing, really, the, the quality of the goals. And, and the first one comes after... 20 minutes and I've just been saying to you before we started recording about like I'm I'm, I'm not, I mean in the grand scheme of things I'm not bothered Trent didn't get that goal but it does niggle me a little bit how good that strike was and 20 minutes in and you get the free kick in that area and you're looking at it and it, Trent stood round it and Zobosly stood round it and Salah stood round it and you're like I'm hoping it's not Salah just from a just because I know <laughs> on shooting from free kicks and whatever but either Trent or Zobosly and I felt like I just favoured Trent and the way he hits it and the celebration, and yeah, I mean, it's it is a bit gutting that he doesn't get given the goal officially. But hopefully, not in the in the Premier League ones, they won't give him it. But hopefully, in the Liverpool record books, we'll give him we'll give him the goal. But again, like we always say, twenty minutes in, start the game as as good as you can, and to get a goal, I guess, quite early like that. Uh, I mean, what we thought was going to be setting the tone for maybe to get a couple more and, and to go into cruise control and bring off the big boys and then rest a few of them and whatever didn't quite pan out that way, but. Nonetheless, it was just a, I mean, again, Trent just being a magician once again. Yeah, you felt the start of the game. You felt, you know, uh, confident from the start, really, uh, when I was watching on TV. And like you said, it was it, it was given the feeling that it was going to be an easy task uh, at home against Fulham. And especially with that goal coming and the way that goal is as well. Like if, if you score them kind of goals, it just feels like you get that momentum and rhythm going and it's going to, you know, have the second and the third coming in as well. Um, but yeah, it was a great goal. And like you mentioned as well, that Salah was standing there. I was the same. I was like, hope hope Salah doesn't take it. We've seen him score a few for Egypt and, you know, he, he have had taken a few for Liverpool as well where he comes close. But it's just something with obviously Trent's way of hitting a ball, uh, kicking a ball, you know, with the... Uh, accuracy and all that kind of stuff he's just very he's just you know world class when it comes to it and it's a great free kick and I've I've heard some people you know on other podcasts you know uh, arguing about uh, it goes into the bar and hits obviously Eliano in the back and goes in and it should come off the bar and wouldn't be a goal if it was for that and blah 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 it's just weird stuff it's just a great great goal and you want to see them you know when you especially if you're in the stands and all that kinds of gives the atmosphere a boost as well, you know, them kind of goals and the way he celebrates his fun as well with the hish and all that kind of stuff. So great start and you thought that was going to be easy from there on, but obviously it didn't turn out that way. Yeah, and we get pegged back and it's a, it's a former Liverpool lad who does it, Harry Wilson gets on the on the score sheet and it's, 
I think we were like, when the, I mean, I mentioned the group chat every week. It's always lively on a match day and people throwing thoughts in. It's always interesting. <laughs> I mean, if you if you leave your phone alone for the first half, which of course you, you I try and do, especially if I'm at the match, I can't look at it. Um, you come back to like, you've got foot between 40 and 60 messages to, <laughs> to scroll through. But it, again, it was just, we were discussing like, the, it, we just seemed a bit, I don't know, just a little bit leggy, a little bit tired. The defense defending wasn't great, and I think we could see signs of that. I think there was a f- just a few issues where we're not getting to the ball quick enough, and maybe a second or two second late, and that's all it takes to, to, for a, a good football inside and Fulham to just pass it around you and got good technical players, players with speed, and they can make stuff happen. And that's kind of where that comes from. And Wilson just gets a little flick on a on a ball in, and yeah, it kind of goes through. Um, Quivine Keller has like goes under his leg or through his legs. I think, um, I think he'll be disappointed with that one. But again, it we should be. It's the second one that we'll come on to that I'm more annoyed about. But the first one, I think I can give him the benefit of the doubt because the speed of the pass and the way that he gets the flick on it and it's just changes the angle quite quickly. So I guess hard to judge. But again, it's the stopping the cross, stopping it, stopping it at the source, and making sure that the it's tighter. I think that's what one thing we can take from this game is we need to make those little adjustments and, and, and tighten those things up if we want to be going away to Sheffield United, going away to Palace that are coming up that are tricky games and, and making sure that we keep our back door closed while we're trying to score up the other end. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, the, the first goal, it can happen to anyone. It's a flick that goes very quick. It goes through his legs. You know, it's a, a bit of unluck as well. Uh, but, you know, it, you know, we can always argue about him doing better in that situation. But I think, as you mentioned, the whole defensive situation um, that comes in that moment is not something that I uh, really is, uh, you know, happy with. I think we should do much, so much better to close down the initial pass uh, to, you know, we have two, three players in the same area as Wilson coming into. We should be able to pick up the space. Someone should be able to not let him be the first on that ball. And I think also running down to, to actually stop that cross coming in should be the first momentum or the first um, thing to have in mind because... I think it's a sloppy running, like sloppy running back to try to um, stop the cross coming in. I think you know we should be better be to pick up the spaces in in the in our box as well. So, in that sense, I think the the defenders needs to help Callahan in that situation because I don't think you know that, that they really do their job. And obviously, he can, like I say, he can do better. But at the end of the day, I don't think that situation should never happen because it should be stopped before that so you know I think like you said um, we need to be more tighter we need to be more aggressive in those kind of situations otherwise we will be you know it will be penalized for us because uh, other teams will score if we don't you know step up the defensive because I mentioned to you as well in our group chat like in our private one that I think you know sometimes what I don't like with Liverpool is that we can be sometimes a little bit naive defending and a little bit nonchalant defending I want us to be a little bit more angry, like defensively, like more aggressive. I don't mean like throwing in tackles and stupid stuff, but we need to show them that we're there. It should it should hurt. Like sometimes we can be very smart defending, like take it easy, a little bit like calm as you like, Van Dijk style. If you have that situation and, and you can read the game in that way and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm calm here. I can have the ball. I can find somewhere. I can find a pass. I don't need to rush. But sometimes I want us to defend in a way that, you know, it should be tricky for the opposition to even try to do something. I know it sounds easy to say than to obviously do, but we, we've seen in the past, you know, when we've been defending uh, 
really aggressive that we are great to win the ball back and then start again from there and I want us to do that more in general yeah definitely I think it's again like 14 games in I think these things we can work on I guess it's a, it's a good thing that it's it's not a good thing that it's happening and because we're conceding goals from it and I guess missing Allison is 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 massive because he not just for how good he is but for the confidence and the um assurance he brings just it met like psychologically for the back four as well in the midfield it's like well if they do get through we've got Allison there to save the day and of course when you drop down to Keller who's very good it's still going to be a drop off but you need to need to change that the you need to be better just be a little bit because of that reason to give us a bit more security I think but I think 14 games in I think there's plenty of us plenty of stuff that we can like we just rightly said, for us to for us to work on going forward again, because it's still a very new side with with loads of new players in there, which again is a good thing that we can we can try and fix those moving forward. Um, but yeah, we we strike back just before um, half time, thirty eighth minute, and it's funny because I sort of it seemed like Trent got interviewed by like I don't know fifteen different people after the match. I saw so many different clips where he was like talking about all the goals and he got asked about them all, and he was saying like. I think he was talking to LFC TV and he was like, oh, I was I was hoping I would have like goal of the month or um whatever sewn up this early and then Macha smacks that one top corner, top in, and he's like, Oh my god. And it really is like his his first goal is and it's it is ridiculous, ridiculous goal. Like with uh, I love when like Liverpool on Twitter post like the the like every angle and you see every angle, just how how I don't know, just how effortlessly he strikes it, how he, just how it glides top corner. Uh, Leno's got absolutely no chance, and then the celebration, Nunes with the with the mad haircut slaps him on the back of the head, and yeah, it's again, it's it had the makings again of like a. I mean, I don't want Liverpool to keep doing this, but like a Brendan Rodgers game where it's like, well, we're gonna be we're gonna be shit at the back, but we're gonna go down the other end, and we've got loads of quality to go and score as well. And this was another one. I mean, the, the other two goals were just were were. were not as good, but that one was just again a ridiculous, ridiculous strike. And I was happy for McAllister as well to get up it to that 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 far in the pitch and to to make an impact because that's when hopefully when we maybe do bring a six and we'll see him nearer nearer those positions and he can maybe get a few more assists and a few more goals as well. But just a ridiculous strike, weren't it? Yeah, and I think I read somewhere if he said that in an interview or whatever, but you know uh, something about uh, he knew it was gonna you know go into goal as soon as he'd left it, yeah. his foot. So it's one of them where you just strikes it and you just know that you got the perfect like uh, uh, touch on it and the perfect finish of it and whatever you call it. So it's a great goal, and you know it's 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 one of them where you go like, okay, we got the first one from Trent in that style, we got the second one from McAllister scoring a screamer. Uh, so it's just one of them games where you just, which is nice though. You you stand up and scream when you when you score them goals, and you, you know, you always scream when you score goals. But it's something special when you do these types of goals, though. Like it, it gives you a lot of boost as a supporter as well. And I can only imagine how it was to be in the ground uh, at this game. To be honest, that's a little bit of a you know, I'm I'm I got the privilege to be able to go to many games, but you know, sometimes you are jealous because of you 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 want to be there for these kind of games where things like this happen because it is games that you will forever remember in a different way as well. So, yeah, and it's I'm glad it was his first uh, goal for us as well, and in that way, and he 
he said something about, you know, he's playing the number six roles. He's not really concerned about goals and stuff. He got other tasks to perform uh, for the team. But, you know, if he can score these kind of goals, it shows that he got it, uh, that in him. It's only a bonus for us, you know, and I think he I think he played well. Uh, so, you know, it's, I'm just happy that he, he got on the score sheet for us. Yeah, and again, it, <laughs> you can marvel at the goal as much as you want, but then it's like... Not not long after, just before half time, they end up getting it back to back to two two, and you you you're like for fuck's sake, it is really going to be one of them them games. I think after the first goal, you're like right, hopefully we can learn a lesson from that. But then quickly we we score another bell today, then reply with another another basically tapping, and this one annoys me because again it's the defending. But I think I think Kelleher should do should do better with that one. I think it's the angle changes quickly, but I think just like the adjustments and whatever. I think like most, yeah. I, I don't know if it's because he's rusty; he doesn't he hasn't been playing as often. I don't know what it is, but I think that one again. It's easy just to say if Allison's in goal, he'd save it because that's like that's obvious. But I feel like that one is I think is one he'll probably be looking at now, and like that's one I could have stopped. And I think like especially like going in at halftime two one would have been we would have been like well, we can come out of the second half here with all guns blazing, get a third, and it's game over basically. Um, to concede that you're kind of going in a little bit like. The second half might be a bit of a, it's a bit more of a task, like mentally and physically. And I think meant, physically, we weren't showing the best levels that we have. I think this season we've been tremendous in that regard, like being all over the pitch. I think this one we were trying to do it, but we were just like, like I said before, just a, a two seconds, three seconds late to the ball, and yeah, it was just a, it was just a disappointing goal to concede because it was a ruled off, and then you could see straight away when they drew the lines, it was a goal. It was like just get on with it, and let's just crack on. But it was just, a, I think, again, a disappointing one to concede just before the half. Yeah, and I, I agree with you that Calais should do better. But I also think, you know, when I argue about that as well, you know, not well, not arguing, but obviously speaking my opinion with you and the, the group chat that we have uh, as well on WhatsApp, that I think Calais should do better because it's one of them where you need to be performing on a higher level, I guess, as a goalkeeper. But I think the defending is very sloppy again. It doesn't help him. Like, I don't think that situation should be. Uh, happening because you can't be three quite physical big Liverpool players in the box letting one opposition player head it down into space like that because you need to and I understand that he can still win the ball or he can still get his head on it but he needs to be disturbed he needs to be you know I wouldn't say pushed pushed but you know someone needs to be there on him or pick up him you know quicker or even win the ball to bonus because you know we, we are bigger lads um in that area. So I think the defending in itself, when you are more bodies around him, should be able to pick him up and get the ball out of the way uh, and not make it that simple for someone to actually just have uh, to, to head the ball into space like that. And obviously, when it happens, uh, yes, the second momentum is that Keller needs to do better. So, But I think it's just an overall defending error again. And we need, we need to be much better in those um, situations. That's just something that is clear going forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think especially like after that, they get the goal on um, basically three minutes into the, into the stoppage time. Of course, there's loads of stoppage time because uh, Leno was down with an eye injury for quite quite a while. I think it was was it twelve minutes in the end we had added on for the first half, which is a bit of a bit of a mad one. Um, and they they get another chance where they score. Tim Ream scores. Luckily, eight minutes into stoppage, and luckily it is offside. But again. Just alarm bells ringing constantly, and you're like, "Come on!" Like, it's like they were just panicking, and it was like, "Well, 
I don't, I don't know what was going on, but it was just it just wasn't very like Liverpool of what we've seen. I mean, last season, yeah, definitely in that middle period, that was us all over that, like conceding chances and just looking like, what are we doing here? And that just kind of like reminiscent of what we were seeing in in that game uh, against Fulham. Hopefully, it's just like one of those mad one-offs where we can just build on the win that that it was and and, and crack on. But that one <clears throat> again, you're like, thank God it was um it was it was ruled out rightly so, and then you you're going into the half two two after potentially be you could have potentially went down three two. Imagine going in at half time when you're two one up and you concede two sloppy goals. Thankfully it was only one. I still feel like mentally and physically we just weren't at the best. Of course, second half we turned that around quite a bit in terms of Trent just stepping up to the plate and just just being a just putting on a masterclass to be honest. But we go we go into the second half and yeah, I think Liverpool just I think we were still looking good. I think, like I mentioned before about Nunes, um, let me just find what minute it was on. 54th minute, he, um, he absolutely rattles the <clears throat> the bar and it's a great bit of play and he's through. And yeah, I think there's been a few times this season where he's through like that and you're like, if he just took 20% power off that and just, I don't know, just, just took it down a notch a little bit, it maybe hits the bar and goes in or it hits the roof of the net like we've seen him do in the past. I think he just gets a bit like, I don't know, he's just he's just full of energy and whatever. When he gets in them position, sometimes he just hits it. And it was a great strike still, it hits the bar. But I think at that point as well, 54th minute, you're like, right, if that if that flies in, you can then bring on the Gakpos and whatever else and you can build on it. I think it's little things like that where I don't want to be like he needs to score that or whatever, but like it's a it is a big chance, and I think he'll be disappointed that he he didn't score. I mean, again, he was involved in like all the other bits of play towards the end, and that's what what we want on there to be causing chaos. But I think those type of chances, if he once he starts slotting them a little bit more, and he still scored quite a few goals this season, but I think there's there's still loads of room to improve. I think if you if you look on. I mean, like I would say, Twitter's not a good barometer to judge anything, but it is still people saying like you're not they're not sure about him. And this is like journalists like saying he's they're on the fence, like is he gonna make it um at the club and is it like all this random stuff? And I don't try not to read too much into into it and just kind of see how I don't know, just try and base it on like how good he has been. I mean, there's there's flaws, clear flaws there in some of some of the game, some of his game, I should say. But I feel like he's getting in those positions still, I think. Hopefully, with this is what we're hoping for. One day, those chances are just like we just need to minimise them more. I think once we get them down from maybe four chances, missing four chances a game to like missing two, and maybe scoring one of those other other ones, I think that's when we'll start to see a clinical Nunes. But he gets so many chances, that's why he still scores goals for us. But I feel like if we can fine tune that somehow. Then we've got like a proper beast on our hand. Not like we haven't already, but even more of an extra level beast. Yeah, and you know, I think you know, journalists or supporters on Twitter or whatever, you know, doubting if he will make it. I would, I, I, I would say that he's already made it in Liverpool. You know, it's it's no doubt about that because the overall game that he gives and the the, the way that he plays uh, in that position for us, um, I think even. Uh, Freddie Youngberg is actually like an expert in Swedish, like television, you know, and in the studios uh, for Premier League games. And he was actually given a really great speech and showed on, you know, the tactics and how Darwin uh, 
Nunez plays, and that was a brilliant uh, piece, actually, that he showed how his defensive uh, tasks, his, he performs them really well. You know, he runs back, winning some balls. He does put a lot of pressure on the, the overall play to actually always be a threat, to be someone that always, you know, asks questions to the defenders. You know, this almost no other striker in the Premier League. There might be one or two, three that I would consider playing for us more than Darwin Nunez. And I agree with you that obviously he needs to score uh, more goals. He needs to, you know, contribute with more goals in terms of chances that he has. But as long as he actually comes to the chances, I know in the long term, if you keep on missing that, you know, we, we will lose points on it because that will be the result of it. Um, some games, there might be just one or two chances. You need to score that chance because it might just win the game 1-0 and all that kind of stuff. But as long as he continues to be this, um, having this impact on games like he had against Fulham with all the goals that he comes to and we'll talk about um and does run into spaces and, you know, creates those chances for himself, even if he does miss it. That's the part where we need to continue to just, you know, work with him and keep on working with him. All the other parts he already uh, approved on, I would say, you know, the way he plays is so much more um, Liverpool style, if you like, uh, compared to last season, even though he had a good first season in a very bad team. You could see that he was a little bit out of place sometimes. He was, you know, not finding his way. I'm much more comfortable now that when I see him play, that he knows his position. He knows how to play in this team. Now we just need to, you know, make sure that we work with him to score more goals. And I'm sure they will come because there's so much quality. And we see that in the national team as well. He scored loads there. It just needs to happen in Liverpool as well. I'm I'm not worried at all, and I'm I'm so pleased to see a striker that doesn't just have to score goals. He's actually involved in so many other parts. So for me, it's just one of the most important players that we have in terms of what he does for the team. Yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's however you judge look at it, isn't it? Like you can be worried if you want to be like about like maybe the like we've just mentioned the flaws about in, in his game, like maybe. I think his link up play has increased tenfold, but it can still it can it can it can it can be better than it is, definitely. I think his finishing can be better. Um the stuff that he can improve on, or you can be excited about how good he is and acknowledge the flaws and hopefully he can like there is like a lot like we have to hope that he gets better. I think he's still at a very good level now, but if if he get if he's got them and of course he's got the mentality and, and whatever, but if he's got the um if he can adapt and whatever and get and get and become more of a beast for us then yeah he can be i mean he can be one of the best in the world that's that's how good that's how good he can be i mean it's only a few weeks ago Klopp said he's scared about the potential of what he could be um i don't know if that's like because how good he can be but of also if he might not get any better i don't, I don't know if that's because the, the term scared i don't know exactly what that meant but I'm, I'm assuming it meant because how good he could be um which again it could be yeah hopefully he's can start banging loads of goals in for us because, like you said, especially in like this, the games against City where he had a good chance, he has a few good chances. The games against United coming up and the Arsenal's and whatever you need those those little minute details where he, he always yeah. gets other chances, but we need them to be bagging just a higher ratio of them just for us yeah. to just to keep the. I'm not, not like he's got pressure on himself. He puts loads of pressure on himself, but like just to, I guess the pressure. From the media, if he reads it, obviously doesn't speak English that well. But in terms of like his his own game and like feeling at home, if he's scoring those chances and he's starting games, which he is now, he's starting enough every game. We want to see that confidence building from 
cops going right i'm still got me faith in you because we know if, if nunez wasn't doing the business gakpo would be starting that's that's yeah. not that's clear as day but he's still obviously doing the business on training field and, and whatever because Klopp's still putting him in there every game and he's still our number one man so i think that's again another a massive thing that we need to you know give credit for as well yeah, and I think, you know, when it comes to his, you know, missed chances, and like you said, he probably overhits the one that, you know, goes into the bar. It's also one where he stretches a little bit, so he probably gets too much foot under the ball, you know, it goes too high and all that kind of stuff. There's a little bit of, you know, uh, things in, into it. But, you know, we've seen him miss a few ones that should be goals, you know, hits the post or he just misses the goals and stuff. So we need to work on that to maybe, you know, to, for him to be a little bit more calm in those crucial situations, that's fine. But then then you look at the two finishes against Newcastle away when we he, you know, helps us to turn that game around and win it. They are, you know, master striker finishes. Like it's the, probably, you know, the kind of perfect striking finishes that you see like the, the, the real Ronaldo do, you know, back in the days and, that kind of finish where you just go like, whoa, it's perfect. It's perfect in the the whole movement and everything and where he finds the little corner. So, uh, you know, we know that he got that in him. So we just, I guess, you know, it's, it's maybe the wrong way of saying we need to be patient because we, you know, we have been that, but it's still, we know that he got that in him. So I'm not worried in the sense that we know that he will have breakthroughs, you know, uh, with one-on-one with the goalies and I'm sure he will score. It would be another thing if he always kept on missing or he didn't contribute to the whole total kind of game for the other players. And if he was also looking like he was actually affected by it, because the way he plays now, he's playing with a smile, he's, you know, laughing with his teammates when they score, like with McAllister, he's he's running over to Klopp and, you know, giving him a you know, big hug later on in the game when we yeah. score. It's, it's, it's a lad who enjoys himself playing for Liverpool. He's got the self-confidence. It's not like it's slow because he missed. He knows that he got the talent and technique and, and the quality to do this. It's just sometimes it will happen. And that's what Klopp and the, his staff will know as well. So they will obviously just continue to work with him because they see him every day. And he starts for Liverpool because he's got the quality to do it. And they will just have the faith in him because he's, he's got so much in his, you know, locker that, you know, like, like you said, what Klopp said, you know, it's scary how good he comes can be when everything actually clicks. So he's still it's where it's it's also wrong to say he's still raw because he's he's getting more polished, but he's still got the rawness in him. Like he needs to find those moments and pay, maybe be more calm. So I'm just looking forward to see more of Darwin Nunes. Every time he plays for Liverpool, I'm excited. He's one of them who makes me like, yes, he plays. And that's a good thing as well. <laughs> so yeah, not not sure about the haircut though, to be honest. Oh, no. no, no. When I saw that, I was like, oh, come on, lad. Snoop Dog. Yeah, I didn't mind. Like, I didn't like. Not a fan. I mean, I'm not one to talk about like hair. Not having that much myself, but like the man buns, like my favourite. <laughs> but the braids was just like I was like, come on, lad. Fucking hell. I know you're. A, I know you're a maverick and all that, but that's a bit of a mad one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two two. Let's get let's get back to the back to the match because we can do a whole pod on Darwin Nunes, can't we? He's the mad bastard. Yeah. Um, yeah, we bring on Cody Gakpo for. So obviously, we bring on Joe Gomez for McAllister, and then we bring on Canate for Matip. Um, yeah, the Matip one is, of course, an injury, and, it's, and Klopp said after, looks like it's going to be a long one. So again, I don't want these injuries to be totting up here, because we know Alisson hopefully is going to be back soonish. Jota and Matip might be back at a similar time in the new year, hopefully January, hopefully early January, or 
in January at some point, um, especially when the games are going to be starting ramping up and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it was quite interesting, the Gomez one, because Gomez comes on for, for Macha. Gomez, of course, then goes right back, then it frees Trent in that midfield role, and obviously a lot of talk about Trent, and obviously he's playing in midfield in like a the, the new hybrid role and whatever else, but to get like Sefri in midfield, like officially, I, th- I guess was like a, I don't know, a big sign that Klopp might start doing that a little bit more, especially in games where, like this one, where you need you need Trent around the box, you need him to just like let the shackles off. You don't want to have to bother him by saying, "Don't worry about that." Defending this right hand side, just go and do bits around the box, try and link up play and whatever else. I think like that's kind of where we started to just get the ball down a little bit more and knock it round. But having said that, we then don't get the goal that we need anyway. Um because Fulham go down the end and they scored echoed over um Reed and he always seems to score against us. And at that point I was just like it's one of them, you're like, I can't believe this has happened. Like this is just like one of them games where you're like it's yeah. After the first two goals, you're like, right, it's just not our day. This, like, just let's just try and get a third here, and then let's just hope that we can keep them out some way. But they go down the other end, scoring at that point, 80th minute. You look at the clock, you're like, we've got 10 minutes here to get. I mean, I, I would have took a draw at that point. Um, I yeah. think there's a lot about like how we did come back in this game. Man- mentality is massive, and that that's a massive showing of it. But that goal, when that went in, that was just like a a dagger to the half for me because I was like, fucking hell, that is just horrific. It was a, and just a poor goal to concede. I guess Gomez is a bit slow to go, get over and, and and block the cross and then uh, Simicast back, back post and Van Dijk doesn't cover himself in glory, I don't think, because he, I think he could probably reach that if he yeah, it's really one of them. tried. I don't know. It was yeah. just like, it just seemed like loads of stuff going on, but a, a poor goal to concede again, I thought. Yeah, but it's one of them again. You know, you can always say you can do better in every situation, obviously. It's the same as we can say to Nunez to do better when he, you know, comes up to the chance where he can score. But it's one of them again where I think the defending could be better. Like, even the first moment where the cross comes in and, you know, the way we just like, it's too easy. Like, we need to close them down more quicker or even disturb the player with the ball much more quicker because when people get, like, one, two, three seconds too much, from our perspective, then they can find quality crosses or find quality passes because, you know, every player in the Premier League got quality. That's why they play in the Premier League. You know, that's the thing. Like, you can't give them too much time. And I think then when the cross comes in, obviously, you know, it's not easy to defend always. But I think we should be able to do better. But, you know, it's one of them. It's one of them where, you know, everything just goes against us at that moment. And, you know, you think, yeah, we will lose the points here at home, which is stupid now because of... You know, we know that City will play later and we don't know the result there. And we know we need to, you know, keep on hunting Arsenal down and all that. And it feels like every home game is, you know, we need to get the three points. So at that moment, I was really disappointed and really, really angry. But, you know, what what comes next is just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And it's um, what Tyler Wendell comes on for Gravenberg on the 83rd minute. And you're like, Right, I, I get it from a point because he gives you energy and he can allow Trent to get even further forward because he'll cover for him and whatever. But at that point, yeah. I'm like, unless we're it's like, not, it's not a match winner, is he? <laughs> yeah, you're not thinking, right? Fucking hell, Endo's on. Here we go. Here's an trick for Wataro Endo or whatever. Yeah, but again, it's it's Liverpool showing massive mentality and it's a nice little bit of play to be fair because Canate plays it. Nunez is involved. Nice little header over to Salah, and then Salah 
just the awareness again, like we we mention every every week. It seems like Mo Salah about like his goal scoring and whatever, but his his all round knowledge, like game and knowledge of where his teammates are and the little pass for Endo. And, and I think Endo even having the balls to take that shot on in a game like that where you, you're three two down, that needs to go in. That shot has got yeah. so much pressure on it. It needs to go top corner. It needs to ripple the back of the net. And he does it, and it's yeah, eighty-seven minute, and you're like, right, we've got three plus minutes here to get a to get a winner. And I think it was just a. I mean, again, people, I, I loved it. Like when when stuff goes nice, right on in in Liverpool games, it's funny on Twitter because someone then posts like Genie running on against Barca as a sub, and like this is this is the Watara window sub. This is what it felt like <laughs> when he came onto the field, and yeah, I'm just I'm just massively made up for for, for him as well because I was just like digging into the. The stats yesterday because I just thought how many games has he actually played and I think it's like sixteen but if you break it down into nineties it's only like nearly eight full games seven point eight games it is um so like seven point eight full nineties two goals and an assist and yeah. I think if he if he can continue I mean I know we've had we've had certain weeks where we'd speak about him and we're like we're not sure if he's a proper six he seems better passing the ball forward sometimes he looks a bit leggy sometimes he looks. Like he's properly up for it. I think it's hard sometimes when you're coming into different scenarios, different teams, different games, different setups to try and get the best out of him, especially when you've got you've got you've coming onto the field eighty third minute when you're three two down. There's a lot of pressure on on your side to go to go forward. But again, a massive a massive moment in in the season so far, and a massive moment for hopefully Endo as well in terms of confidence and maybe getting a few, a few more minutes on the field as well. Yeah, I think it showed, you know, what he was brought in to do. You know, keep it simple, uh, break down their play, win balls, pass it, you know, to someone else and then do the job again. But at this moment of time as well, you know, where the, the ball finds Nunez who uh, heads it down to Salah, who, like you said, got the, uh, the brains, the football brains to, you know, look up and actually see where Andrew comes. And you can see that he wants the ball from there as well. Like, you know, I'm in a good position here. Just give it to me and... You know, it's not the easiest way of finishing a ball, you know, a ball as well into the net because he needs to adjust his body perfectly to get that to go around the defender and also not to, you know, make it go too high. So it's a great, great effort and it's a great goal. Very nice when you look at it, like the whole goal in itself, where the whole play from the start to to the to the goal. Um, so I'm very pleased for him. And, I, you know, that's the thing, like when people said we bought someone that, you know, he's still a bit too old. It's not, you know, the, the, the player that we need, but you know, he's just one of them where he's, he's on new Milner, if you like. And, you know, we, I will always love and respect James Milner for what he, you know, did for us and the player he was, but he, he this is the new one. Like he, he just goes in and do the job and he loves playing for Liverpool. There's, there's no fuss about him. Everything will just probably go very smooth. He seems to be a, you know, a, a great lad in the dressing room as well. Everyone seems to like him because he just comes across as a very likable guy. And he does the job on the pitch, which I really much um, appreciate. Someone that just doesn't, you know, do much noise about him. Just do the job that you're there and get paid for. And I love that because we had that in Lucas Leiva as well. We had that in James Milner. We, you always had those kind of players who just love playing for the club and does the job. And sometimes you need them as well. There's nothing more, nothing less. You just have them and they are really, really important for the whole thing. Yeah, I think there's like when you when you think like like the Japanese connection, like with Taki, how important he was, like coming off the bench and in cup games and scoring goals. I know it's a, it's a completely different player, like in terms of like defensive midfielder and a, a left winger or a striker, but he seems to get an 
have a knack for getting around the box. Of course, he scored a good header um, earlier on in the in the season, and then he gets this goal and he's the assist for Zobislai. So he's got the passing skills and he's got a great leap on him. I think he can he can definitely contribute more. I think off off corners and yeah. stuff when he's in the box. But yeah, if he can be just continuously like like you said, a good fella in and around the camp and. Yeah, coming off the off the bench and having an impact like he did, then yeah, you, you can't you can't put a price on how good that can um, influence and how how much that can influence the side. That in this in this game needed it. I think that's that's the thing to point out as well. We needed a bit of energy and a bit of like right. I'm gonna like there's a moment where Polina's carrying the ball and he maybe mistouches it a little bit and Endo flies into a tackle. It's like little things like that. Like we know Klopp loves that and it gives it like a little bit of a signal to the rest of the team. Like come on, we're fucking. Let's get back in this game. I think the goal just like was just lovely. It was a lovely moment for him. Um, and it doesn't take long till we get the winner. Literally a minute later, and yeah, this was one that, like you said, about not being at, at the ground. I was gutted I couldn't go to this one, but that would have been just like people out there were saying, like one of the biggest let offs ever. Like in terms of being being three two down, a couple of minutes left, and you get two goals in two minutes, and and. I think yeah. Again, Nunes is involved. He he makes the it's a good little good shot by Gakpo. Comes out. Nunes flicks it back across goal. Simicas goes up for the header, <clears throat> and it comes out for Trent. And you're thinking he's got the technique and the ability just to have a cool idea. Takes a little touch on his thigh and then just absolutely rifles it. But the it's the celebration after that I love where he's like. I think after the game, you're saying like he had a cut on his knee, so he couldn't do a knee slide. So you have to thought I'm gonna have to just go on my belly here, and then you could see all the lads like copying him and just sliding on the knees and I think just the proper <laughs> it was just a proper like a, a boss goal and a, and a very important goal for us this season but again it just showed the the, the, the togetherness I thought and the the, he, the cohesion in the in the side that everyone was just absolutely up for it and loved it and that that moment by the um, corner flag is just yeah the, the, all the videos you see online like when Chloe blocks and posts the one where you could just see them all sliding with each other and it's just seeing like pandemonium so um, yeah, it was just a, a boss goal and a boss moment and an important moment. And again, like you said, like when you're trying to maintain pace with City and Arsenal, you need to be winning these games. And I think it was just a massive boost for us going into um, Sheffield United. Yeah, and we you know scored four great goals and finished it off with obviously Endo's goal and then Trent uh, winning it for us with that kind of goal as well. Just you know. Uh, it's nothing more to be said than you know knowing that we got Trent in our team, that kind of talent that he is. They're, they're all kind of um, what he contributes with as a player. You know, playing a right back, playing a midfield. You know, passing abilities, shooting abilities. He's just one of them where you know that you know if he were playing somewhere else in another team, you know, he we would look at him and be like, you know, I would have loved have loved to have him in a team. Just like you've been watching all the players like Kevin De Bruyne in the past, you know, playing for City and stuff like you, you'd be like, oh, I would have liked to have him in a team. Trent is the same. I think, you know, other teams in Europe or, you know, even England would be like, what if we had a player like Trent? So, yeah, great goal, great win. And these kind of games also, you know, shows that you don't, you take those kind of wins and games with you uh, and it could be momentums in a season where you build on something, where you won something like that, that can actually result in something really, really great further down the line. I don't say like we're winning the, the Premier League or whatever, but you know, with this kind of win might be something that we might look back at and be like, you remember the Fulham game where we won at the end? That helped to do this or whatever, you know, so I'm just very pleased we won at home and obviously now going to... Um, Sheffield United away will be, you know, a, a difficult task. But, you know, we needed that win to take that with us. And from there, we just go again. Yeah, especially to build on the City City results as well. Like, if you go, if you go and get a point 
at City and you don't follow it up with a win. It's like it just just completely devalues all the the um, effort and stuff and to get to finally like yeah end there with like winning streak and whatever at home and, and and to get a decent point there so it was it was imperative that we did and thankfully we did and yeah that, like you said brings us on to Sheffield United I mean we've probably went on f- Fulham a little bit too long there but we'll, we'll do a quick Sheffield United like preview because of course like Man City didn't get over the line against Spurs um Arsenal won so we're currently second in the league two points behind Arsenal on 33 we're on 31 City on 30 Villa on 29 so if we would have said start of the season, we'd be on 31 points, two behind Arsenal. The 14 games would have snapped your hand off. So a very, <laughs> very good start. Um, and yeah, like kind of, we need to, again, need to build on this for, for tomorrow night, I think, because, yeah, it's unfortunately like Matip's injured, but we've got players in there. We saw um, Kwanzaa stepped up to the plate and has done this season. So there's players in there we can bring in. Um, just annoying, like their managers, looks like he's going to be getting sacked and Chris Wilder's going to be taking over. I don't know if that's going to happen in time for the match tomorrow, but you can just imagine it like just be happening just before the kickoff, and then you've got Chris Wilder, and then they're up for it, and yeah. yeah, like Luton, just like a proper cup tie, like ten men behind the ball, counter and try and cause us problems. And I think it's, it's like going to again, it's going to be a massive like, one. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like a Sam Allardyce playing four four two, just going to counter one nil. Ah, oh, fucking hell, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that kind of feeling when you hear someone's coming in to take over after a man who got sacked, but. It's just uh, one of them. But, you know, the thing is, though, obviously they lost against uh, uh, a Burnley away with 5-0. You know, it doesn't give them, uh, you know, a lot of boost ahead of us. But, you know, obviously they're playing at home at this game. Um, but I think, you know, it's one of them where you should be able to go away and actually go and win it. But, you know, that's what you're thinking about, like Fulham at home as well. But, you know, it turned yeah. out to be a very difficult task. But, you know, sometimes, you know, playing away, being Liverpool, we want to control the game anyway. But sometimes I think it benefits us to maybe be a little bit more counter, you know, being more counter-attacking with the pace that we got. So if they can actually be the ones, I wouldn't say control the game, but, you know, they play at home, want to go forward, and they need to go forward as well, you know, start winning games as well. That could open up spaces for us. And with the plays that we have in the midfield, that we have loads of creativity and stuff, I, I kind of fancy us more sometimes when... Even though we're playing Anfield and we're so strong at home, it's sometimes, you know, when 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 the team stands so low, it's hard because you know they defend really well and we need to have all the tricks to try to open them up. Playing away, it will be opened up a little bit more because they can still stand back, but they are at home, so that their fans are expecting them to try at least to do something. And sometimes I think that will benefit us. So I kind of fans just to go there, especially after they be, being beat five 0 I know they will obviously have to step it up to do a better performance, but you know they are really, you know, down at the bottom at the, at the minute. So we should, you know, take an advantage of it. So I'm I'm very much fans just going there and actually get three points. What are, What are you thinking for for um, team prediction then because like I said the team against Fulham was Kelleher Trent Matip Van Dijk Simikas Soboslai McAllister Gravenberg Salah Nunes Diaz of course Matip's not going to play because he's injured I imagine Canate is just going to come in there um, yeah. Gravenberk probably starts and, 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 and I think it's either whether he goes Nunes again like you said to have that pace on the on the counter or he thinks it might be a good opportunity for Gakpo to come in and be a little bit more controlled for 55, 60, then bring Nunes on for the last half hour. But I think it's a, again, it's a hard one to call, but either way, you wouldn't be disappointed, would you? No, and I think, you know, it's it's tight games now uh, during this period of time. So I think, you know, if, if it does like maybe rest Nunes to be 
fresh for the next game again or, you know, to play Gakpo. It depends on what kind of tactics we have. You know, I want, obviously, Nunes to start because I think he, like I said before, he he have, has so much impact on games. But Gakpo is a great uh, option for us. But I, I think I look at the same kind of team in one way because, uh, like you said, Martip obviously out, Kunat comes in. But I think that's a strong team. And sometimes you just need to go with it, even though it's, you know, tight with games now. You need to go with it because you've got the momentum and you don't want to change too much because it can interrupt the rhythm as well, even though it's quality there. But I would probably start kind of the same. Maybe Gakpo coming for Nunez. Maybe uh, Chris Jones might be, you know, involved because, you know, I think, you know, I read or heard something about he was really angry about not coming on this game because he thought it was going to come on and he really wanted to show himself. So that's good as well that he's got that passion to actually come in and try to get uh, grab a shirt again. So, um, you know, I, whoever we actually put on the pitch, I think it will be a strong team and I'm, I, I really look forward to uh, another game so soon. I know it's nice because it feels like we have like a couple of games and it's international break. That's what it's been like this season. Oh, like, you yeah, have like two, amazing. three games and it's fucking they're off again and now they're back and now now it's like a proper. I mean, I always write like the fixtures on my calendar. Just and I went, I was like, I'm writing loads here and I'm loving it. Like, there's the, every three or four games you got another game. Um, yeah. What are you thinking then? Score prediction. I mean, it's it's the hardest thing to predict. Especially no one predicted four three. Like that's ridiculous. But what are you thinking for this one? I can't remember what I even wrote in the in the group chat. I've probably already I think, done that. I think you said. I, I think you said your you, your usual three one. I think. Oh yeah, maybe I did. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I have to go three one. Then I can't really change that my mind now because I, I saw that that they requested a score prediction. And I was like, yeah, fucking fancy us here. Come on, three one. We, we we might let one in, but then we go and score like we usually do now. So, <laughs> but don't concede more goals than one, please. It's yeah, not good please. for the heart. Well, that's why I was like, I was. What I, I sometimes we leave it a little bit and wait to see what people are saying, and I think I think I went with I think I went two 0 in the end. I mean, never confident Liverpool are going to keep a clean sheet, but I just feel like hopefully this one we can tighten it up a little bit after letting three against Fulham. Like we like it, we need to be tighter at the back. We need to be more rigid than that. So hopefully we can go and show yeah. that uh, tomorrow night against them. Um, but yeah, we shall leave it there. But just before I do, I just want to, as always, give a shout out to Jack Designs so of you. In the market, it is the it is getting very close to Christmas. But even the market for some stuff, get over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop. Enter the code copy ten on checkout, and you can get ten percent off. So if you want, if you've got a big brother or a dad or uncle, or whatever is in the massive Liverpool fan, get over. There's mugs, there's t-shirts, there's cloppy the stuff, there's calendars, there's t-sh. Yeah, every everything you can think of, they're all set into segments, and you can click what you want. Uh, and yeah, cop by 10 on checkout, you get yourself 10% off. So, you help Jack out, who's a great Liverpool designer, and you can help us out at the same time as well. Um, and if you if you didn't get the link, just go over to our link tree, or I'll, I'll put the link in the description of the show as well if you want to click on and just have a little browse and see if you fancy anything. Um, but yeah, we shall leave it there. Thanks as always to Christian for jumping back on, lad. Nice to see you again. Yeah, nice to be back on again. So hopefully soon. Uh, I, 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 I won't be away as much, hopefully, going forward. <laughs> That's Christmas, so we need to be getting the drink and discuss shows in. Like, it's only right oh, to yeah. be having a few glasses of whiskey on a, on a Wednesday or Thursday um, every, every week. So Festive get... period. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good excuse just to get, just to get bevied all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks to Christian for jumping on. Thanks to everyone for listening. As always, we appreciate the support. And yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast.
Social Podcast Network.